The South Congress podcast is a lifestyle show that sometimes crosses over into mature territory. The views expressed are those of the hosts and guests who come from different backgrounds and experiences. Listener discretion is advised. Yo, this is South Congress podcast, episode 122. My name is Cameron. And I'm Tristan. Okay, so... (laughs) Typically, I'm like, how is your week going? I know how your week's going because I had to look at your ass all week. Hell yeah. Can you kind of explain to the people why we've been like in close proximity all day, every day for the better part of a week? So a week from yesterday, um, last Saturday, I felt like I had symptoms. And so Sunday, I went to the clinic. Symptoms of what? COVID. Even though they know. but Yeah, yeah. of COVID. And so I went the next day on Sunday to go uh, go get a test. I tested negative. Uh, I let my principal know, like, hey, this is what happened. I have a negative test. I just sent it to HR. And HR was like, no, you got to stay home the week. And they were going to put me on the COVID Family Leave Act, where basically they were going to give me 100% pay, and I wouldn't have to do no work. But I was like, but I, I feel fine. I feel great. Like, Saturday, I thought I was going to die. Sunday, I felt 100% better, you know. And so they told me just for safety precautions, I had to stay home. So I was like, all right, cool. So tomorrow, Monday, is my last day that I'm going to stay home. And then starting on Tuesday on the 3rd, Election Day, I'm going to be back on site again. So, yeah. Okay. I think a lot Um, of it has to do with the fact that it's like 75 degrees outside and it's like 50 degrees inside. Because you still have an AC blowing. I I think that's also may have what led to it as well. Because I get cold easily. I need you to grow up. And no. buy, buy a sweater. <laughs> I, I, I should have to wear a sweater indoors. But not. Nah, okay. I think you should. But no. the biggest thing was, like, we no. were, we, mm-hmm. not you, we were living here when it was 100 degrees outside. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. You was back and forth at your mama house every couple of days to gig it. So, yeah. We don't need to cater to you. You need to adjust. It's not. It's not that. But again, if it's, it's no, it's, it's literally that. No, we had to live here. You didn't. No, but it's like it's cool. It's cool outside. There's no need for six. Now AC. it is. But listen, we were used to a thing. Yes, like, I, I, I understand like, that. Oh, I don't feel. I don't give a fuck how you feel. <laughs> then goddamn, you better step in like three quarters of the electric bill. Fuck that. You paying everything. You living in it still. You yeah. Yeah. Like okay. It. Yeah. Yeah. But That's no. What I um, thought. So. Uh, no, what's funny is, all jokes aside, mm-hmm. we finally had to turn the heat on uh, last week because yeah, like a Monday. cold front came in. Mm-hmm. Like so 40. yeah, it was like an adjustment. Yeah, so that was new. But yeah, um, I was working no. out of the garage. That sucks. So you guys got to understand, like I was, I was clowning my man Peanut because he has no idea how loud he talks. Like he really doesn't know. He's such a loud talker, and you don't hear it on the show because. Like, the levels are adjusted like, mm-hmm. afterward, but he's such a loud talker. So, he would go to the garage to, like, teach his class, and it would be so loud. Like, I could hear it through the walls. <laughs> and he's like, uh, and I'm, none of these are these kids' names, but he has to, like, take role for P.E. So, he's like, Gilbert Rodriguez, Susie Chavez, Michael Smith, Karen Lopez, I, I want to say Fisher, but Karen Fisher is like, is she a serial killer? It's Amy Fisher. But anyway, uh, Martin Hernandez, like he was just saying it so loud, and he's so like, you forget because, like, full disclosure, uh, ne- if we do an episode next week, or if we do an episode in two weeks, Peanut's gonna be thirty six by the time you hear this. Yep, um, I'll be thirty five next month, and I kind of forget that we're like real adults. And so, like, when he's talking to these kids, I'm like, oh, like, he's really, like, an old person to them. And so they respond to him in kind. It's so weird. But, I mean, it's the truth, which is good, right? Mm-hmm. But, no, Peanut is, like, loud teaching his class, telling these kids what to do. The funniest shit I've ever heard, right? So he has to lead them through workouts, like, for P.E., and like he's like, all right, we're gonna do some curls. So whatever you got, if you got some dumbbells, great. If you got like something small in your house, great. And one kid picked up his cat. Yep, to do goblet squats. <laughs> and Peanut was like, yo, if you got a cat, okay, uh, go ahead. And it was, I was like, okay, this is great, this is fantastic. Oh so yeah, no. no, these kids don't care. Yeah, I've had kids use uh, like the pets. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, he was chasing his dog, and the dog was trying to run away because I guess the dog knew what was up. Uh, had another kid, he used. Uh, um, 
a vacuum cleaner. Okay. And so, and you know, it's just like whatever you have at home. Like, and I can tell the kids, I go, we're not trying to get buff here. We're just trying to teach you the mechanics. Mm -hmm. So when everything is good to go and we're all back on site, we can go to the weight room. You already know what to do. We can add weight. It's just, I just have to adjust a little bit in weight, just kind of do reminders, but just to learn the, the basic mechanics of like, you know, a goblet squat, um, a bicep curl, um, overhead, you know, um, Overhead uh, press, you know, kind of thing. You know, just just simple stuff. Sh overhead shoulder press, you know, simple stuff like that. The biggest issue that I've heard mm -hmm. is that a lot of these kids don't want to turn their cameras on. Yeah, well, and and because uh, like when I go back on site, I'm considered so. There's three of us in there for PE, and there's really only two of us. We have a third guy because he's in what's considered a well. We have cape. And for those of y'all don't, uh, don't know what that is, CAPE is basically the on-site alternative campus um, for our school. Basically, it's where the kids who make really bad decisions, they're stuck in like a portable all day doing their work on the computer, you know, uh, whatever's given to them. And basically, um, we, we have it like that because also we get to keep the funding for them. Okay. And so this year, our principal, I guess, like she decided like, no, we're not doing that. There's really because, you know, this kid's off-site, you know. There's really no use for it uh, unless I guess we go 100%. And then if some kids just really act a fool, then we may use it. But for right now, the plan is not to use it. Mm -hmm. So that guy literally has nothing to do. So she's like, no, you know what? Y'all have a third um, boys PE teacher. So okay. me and the other guy, him and I, uh, we work with the in-person kids. And this other guy who works at Cape, he's the, uh, the remote teacher. So he works with them. And, um, you know, he really just kind of sits there. He'll turn the camera to us so the kids can see what we're like the remote kids can see what we're doing in person and then he'll just kind of be like all right guys they're leading in stretches so go and stretch so i mean th th i think they're kind of used to it. and i was like nah you're with me like we don't play that crap like we're, we're doing stuff like we were the first eight nine weeks so you know turn them on kind of thing and then once i make that threat like hey you're like i can't give you a passing grade if you're just whatever then all of a sudden you see like boop 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 cameras turn on and everything so mm. the other thing that i kind of found out this week um, because you never know, like hierarchy and responsibility. You kind of seem to be the focal point of your school's middle school football program. Whole program, yeah. Because I am. I was not like, because again, like you don't. One, you don't talk about it, which I guess is a credit to you. But two, like you know, your name isn't like on the marquee. For lack of a better way of saying it, right? Mm -hmm. But like, come to find out, like they run everything through you. When there's a problem, they call you. When they need something, they call you. And you get on like a call and you explain everything to everybody. And I'm not like used to you being like the man at stuff. So this is weird. I'm telling you, man. It's like, like <laughs> I'm not trying to, you know, not trying to like you know, blow myself up kind of thing or whatever. But. Yeah, I, um, you know, for the most part, I am considered the lead for the football program. Yeah. And so, and, and you know, for the most part, if it's like common sense stuff, like they do whatever. But just like we had a situation that happened this past week, a couple things. And one of the guys, he's a little bit newer. There's only a second year doing it. And he made some calls. And it's like, no, like, what are you doing? Like, no, no, no. Like, we, we don't do this. We don't do that. Like, this ain't how we do stuff. So now we're having to fix all this stuff. And then, you know, even like just basic stuff like... You know, I'm asking, like, okay, well, do they have this paperwork in? Oh, I didn't check. It's like, well, you better check. Mm -hmm. And if they don't have it, you know, I'm going to be on your ass kind of thing because they're not supposed to have certain equipment if they don't have certain paperwork in. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that that's just, like, that's one of those things where that, that could literally, if, if you know, like, you know, with certain kids, they don't have certain paperwork in, and if they have equipment they're practicing, like, and if something happens, like, that could be jobs taken away. Mm -hmm. Like, careers ruined over something like that. So it's like, no, dude, like. You know, this you need to do this. We need to check that. And you know, there's not much I can do. Like I'm having, I'm just remote. And so I'm telling, like, okay, guys, like, you know, in, in a weird way, I'm still like kind of dictating, uh, dictating the um, the football team. You know, because I, I didn't get to do our scrimmage. This or is it was supposed to be a game, but it turned to a scrimmage because the other team we played between the seventh and eighth graders, they only had eleven kids total or something yeah. like that. Yeah, you know, grades. Shout and, out to your man Justin. Yeah, you know, yeah. just grades and. uh you know, kids at that school, they don't want to play football. They want to play soccer and, you know, basketball. Okay. Where at my school, we're fortunate enough, we have kids that want to do everything. So, you know, I, I think you said he only had 20 kids total sign up, I think, for eighth grade. And, like, pretty much 14 of them failed or something. So, it's like, yeah, you know, nothing you, nothing you can do. Yeah. So, they had, they had to do, like, a scrimmage type style. And, 
you know, I'm telling the other guy, like, okay, hey, no matter what, when you when we start offense, this is the very first play you do. Do this play. This is what it's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. Like, we always start every game with this play on offense because, you know, we're either going to get a touchdown we're going to get, like, 40, 50 yards. Like, you know, we're basically – we're going to set the tone. And, you know, I'm just telling them, like, on this, this, you know, this person needs to be here. Like, you know, I'm pretty much kind of, you know, delegating, you know, from the couch. Like, you know, there's not much I can do. So, but, you know, Nick Saban <laughs> – he tested positive and also he got negative and he got to coach immediately, which I think is bullshit. Mm. You know, if Nick Saban's able to do that, why can't I do that? What makes him more important than me? I are you really asking that? Yeah, I, I think it's a skin color issue. I think it's discrimination, <laughs> but you know, hey, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean Oh god. I mean I, I personally if I found out you had Nick Saban's salary, it, I would oh boy. We'd be recording this from the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Man, all I'm saying is, if I had the exact, if I was in the exact same position Nick Saban was in, I win a lot of championships too. I don't think he doesn't know he does. He knows that much more about football than I do personally. I would normally laugh at what you're saying, mm -hmm. but like people are making me believe that you know a lot about football. I I know more. I honestly know more than about ninety percent of all high school coaches in Texas about. Football. I would love to dispute this, but I no, can't. All of a sudden, no, there, there isn't. <laughs> I, I'm being dead serious. Like, like there there are guys that what what I'm figuring out in the Austin area is that most these most coaches do not know how to adjust on the fly, and that's where I have the advantage over pretty much everybody's. I can adjust on the fly because you know I think about football like chess. You do this, okay, I'm going to do this. If you start doing this, all right, I'm going to start doing this. But you have a lot of people that are very uh, what's what I'm looking for. They're very like they have a lot of pride, mm -hmm. you know, in what they do in their work or whatever, which I think is bullshit. And it's costing people jobs because, you know, they're saying, well, no, I, I did this and this is going to work. And, you know, we're going to do this and it, it doesn't work because, you know, they're, you know, you're wanting to run inside zone. But, you know, they're in a one and it's like they're going to blow that up all day, every day. Like you can't if, if they're if they're a one over here to this side, you can't run inside zone there because they're right in the gap where you're trying to go. Like mm -hmm. stupid, you know, but people don't want to adjust. And that's the thing I can't adjust. And I'm. Finding out, like, and you know, it's it's again because of my mentor of who I had in my last program. Uh, he knows, like I said, he he could honestly probably outcoach just about anybody in mm -hmm. Texas high school easily. Like, he could easily do that. Like, if you, if you were to give him Westlake type type talent, yeah, he he would um he'd be just as good as those guys. He would look just as good as them. But you know, he doesn't have that kind of stuff, so that's why you know he's struggling. But you know, it is what it is. I dig it. Adjusting in the gap is why I have to constantly wash my sheets. <laughs> um, so <laughs> let's come back and uh, let's talk some election talk. All right. Yeah. The South Congress podcast. All right. So you and I both voted early. We took care mm -hmm. of that. Yeah. Had um, to. Did you see that the early vote in Texas mm -hmm. surpassed nine million the total 2016 vote? In oh, Texas? yeah. I mean, People are fed up. People are they they want to get this, you know, corrupt regime out of here. Like even like a lot of these Texas senators, like that dickhead Cornyn, you know, um, who else? Uh like Pete Flores, all, all those, you know, corrupt politicians, man, they, they want to get them out of here. Yeah. Um let's see. I think that and Abbott, when when he comes up in about a year or so, he I think his time will be up too. They're gonna roll his ass out of there. I think a lot of people are like me in that they're working from home, so they do kind of get to make their own schedule. Yep. So they do get to go vote early. Um, I think that that's one part of it. I think that um, a lot of people do feel uh, pressure and fear from mail-in ballots. And so they did what they could to avoid that. Mm -hmm. I think people understand the pressure of trying to find time to vote on the National Voting Day. Like there's no there's a reason that National Voting Day is not a holiday. Um, and we're going to talk about that here in a second. Mm -hmm. um, there's also a reason why most companies, even school districts, are making that uh, a holiday now. Yes. Yes. Because schools kind of intellectually have to mm -hmm. like because it's, it's the only way to justify for the record that my education is, is not, open yeah um for the, for the record my mm -hmm. district is not making election day uh, a holiday whereas austin isd they are no and even so yeah even the the school i work for is like they'll give you they have to give you an hour and a half 
um, to go vote. But, you know, again, I took care of it early on, like, uh, an in-service day. So we mm-hmm. got that knocked out. But um, I think that your president did inspire a lot of fear um, with suggesting that mail-in voting would be considered fraudulent or that there would be errors with it. So I think a lot of people went in person on both sides. Um, Oh, man. Um, So I remember... Which, you know, that actually doesn't do him any favors. Well, yeah, for sure. And we'll talk about that. Uh, I remember 2016, I remember, you know, um, you know, Faye and I sitting up and watching it and just being like crestfallen watching what happened you know what i'm saying like um not really believing what we saw but then seeing like hillary won the popular vote but the bullshit ass electoral college mm-hmm. which is like i think that that's i it's stupid nobody can justify the purpose of the electoral college um like i i as much as I appreciate being from Texas and mm-hmm. appreciate things about Texas, mm-hmm. it's still artificial lines. You know what I'm saying? And the way that I think isn't how they think in El Paso, isn't how they think in Abilene, isn't how they think in Orange. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's all arbitrary. And it's a way to consolidate power in these places. You know? If we're America, really a country, if we all fall under that same bullshit-ass flag, we should... The popular vote should determine this. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Then, then that, that would show that your vote really doesn't matter because right now, as of right now, our vote, when we go for president, it, it don't matter. It, and there's the gonna... thing. There are people who think Texas might go blue. A lot of people really, really, really think it's going blue in 2024. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. but you're right. Like, it looks kind of silly, like, on its surface. Like, it's your civil duty to vote. You need to vote for things. At the same time, they do find ways to make your vote count for less. Yeah. You know? Um, Because I don't think some random person who is able to become a delegate, like, should, you know, have a voice for me. And it's like, no. mm -hmm. Like... I don't even know you. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you were to take the popular vote from every state, and and that's one of the things, like, which which is, like, um, which is stupid, like, this guy that I used to uh, work with, um, he ended up being a sub for us. Like, you know, he's retired. He, you know, all that stuff. And so he'd sub for PE every once in a while. And I remember one time he was like, uh, you know, um, no, we need the electoral vote because if not, then California will always choose who the president is. Like, no, it's not true. It's like the people are going to choose who the president is. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I just can't. Not California. Because, sure, maybe California has like, I don't know, let's say there's like 10 million people there. There's about this, you know, maybe let's say there's 9 million here in Texas. Okay, 10 million vote one way, but let's say if all nine, you know, you're trying to say like, you know, one state's going to overpower 49 states. Like, no, that's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. Like, that. that's just stupid. It, it's, you know, if, if people on a certain side really thought, you know, really believed in voting, they would, they would have said, yeah, let's go to the Electoral College. Let's go by the popular vote because they know they know they would lose every election year. Exactly. Because, you know, their candidates are full of shit. Their constituents are full of shit. Like, everything they stand for is shitty. They had to find a way to make things work for them. Like, there's no way around it. Yeah. Like, they, like they, it should absolutely be abolished. Yeah. They, they, they even try to um, throw out 120 plus thousand votes in Harris County. Um, because Cause the mail-in vote. No, no, it was driving. Oh, vote. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, dri- the Dropbox vote, right? Yeah. No, no, driving like 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 people were voting from their car, yeah, yeah, but yeah. using the machines mm-hmm. the same way that you would if you go in person. The same machine, same process, everything. Yeah. They were trying to throw those out, saying they're fraudulent, and the Texas Supreme Court said, "No, we're not doing that." Like you know, sorry, but we're gonna keep it. Like they're trying to do every little thing, and they're also trying to uh, have one um, one Dropbox ballot per county. Um, you know, and then and they're trying to throw out the one box. Yeah, that's the crazy part. Like, yeah, and it's not crazy. It's all a plot. Yeah, because because they know people mm -hmm. are voting in numbers and we know you and I know and they know that the the numbers are not going to be in their favor. Yeah. Like if at least for sure, we know for sure that more than likely the Senate is going to flip blue. The the U.S. Senate is going to flip blue. The House will stay blue. Um you know, presidency, I mean, right now it's a tough call. Um, I still think probably uh, 
Biden probably barely ekes it out mm-hmm. because you have, um, you know, racist old white people going to vote for Trump. And then you have um, old white men going to vote for Biden. So, yeah, have that clashing. You, so, to explain, like, geography to people, right? Mm-hmm. So, Peter and I live uh, in Austin, Texas, or roughly a suburb of Austin, Texas. But um, literally two exits from Austin. Uh, and when I say that, think of, like, the human anatomy. Think of a spine, right? Mm-hmm. At the bottom of the spine, close to the pelvis, is San Antonio. Um, boy, San Antonio, my pelvis. A lot of history. <laughs> um, right. But so think about that as south, right? Mm-hmm. If you go all the way up to the base of the neck, that's Waco or Dallas. Yeah. Right? It's like Dallas. Austin is somewhere. In the mid-back area? I'd say a quarter of the way up because mm-hmm. Waco is more three quarters of the way up or two quarters of the way up because there's yep. a, lot, a lot of gap there. But basically, from where Peanut and I are from in San Antonio, it's a straight shot to Austin and then a straight shot to Waco and then a straight shot to Dallas, more or less. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. It's just you going north on I-35. Yeah. So they were planning uh, a Biden and Harris rally down here. Um, and so apparently somewhere between San Antonio and Austin, New Braunfels to be exact. Yeah. New Braunfels, which is, if you're familiar with Texas state university, Texas state is kind of halfway cause it's a little bit closer to Austin, mm-hmm. but it's kind of halfway between San Antonio and Austin. New Braunfels is a bit closer to halfway between San Antonio and Austin. Yeah. It's more um, on the San Antonio side. Yeah, but San Antonio and Austin are approximately 90 minutes away. Mm -hmm. A young lady who we both know was explaining to me that um, it's not an hour and a half drive because you and I live north of the city. She also wants me to buy her television. TBD. Um, (laughs) So anyway, uh, so yeah, New Braunfels, basically there was like a Biden-Harris van that was trying to come up to the campaign. Oh, the charter bus, yeah. Yeah, a charter bus. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of Trump supporters ran them off the road. And these Trump supporters basically lining the sides of the road. Like, I, I've i been trying to find the words to kind of explain this whole thing. But like, yo, white supremacy is out of hand, right? Mm-hmm. And so I understand that there are people who are saying like, it doesn't matter. And somebody like whoever hosted SNL was like, whoever you vote for, it's not going to change a whole lot one way or the other. And my whole thing is, listen, white man, you don't know shit about what nobody goes through, but you like people like us. And more specifically, to be fair, people who support people like us. And what I mean is like white allies and more specifically black women. And then women of color have been terrorized by white folks who support Trump. They've been harassed in public. They've been made to feel uncomfortable in stores and restaurants. And do you speak English? And do you live here? Who do you know in this neighborhood? Like sounds awfully familiar from the Ku Klux Klan when they used you. to hang out at the at the voting polls and all that shit for voting suppression. That sounds awfully They've familiar. They've been like crazy, yo. And I understand if this hasn't affected you, but when we say, like, no, this shit is really heavy and it's going to at least galvanize racists less to have somebody else in offense, because I said this from the beginning. The issue is racist white folks all of a sudden felt untouchable that's the problem Mm -hmm. they felt like they could do whatever they wanted to do without penalty like look at kyle rittenhouse kyle rittenhouse crossed state lines to shoot protesters yeah um and trump was like on his side and like there were people saying like from the white house don't talk bad about this kid and this motherfucker talking about he was throwing up sick and scared because he found out he actually shot white people this is the problem. Wait, what? He was throwing up mm-hmm. in jail, feeling sick and scared and sad mm-hmm. because he found out that the people he actually shot were white. Wow. Like Jesus Christ. 
we got to get white supremacy out of here. And mm-hmm. it's not going to be all the way gone, but a little less would help. Yeah. <laughs> Any less white supremacy is a good thing. And I understand there are people who were like, yo, um, are you worried about the fallout? And you worried about violence and, you know, uh, people wanting uh, people wanting to get back at you because of what's happened with, you know, Trump. I'm black every day of my life. Every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, I go through a different amount of pressure than a lot of people do. Not most people, because I've never been a black woman. I can only imagine. Right. Yeah. But other than them, it's me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I really go through this shit. So I'm not worried about no violence from no white man, no more than I was worried about it five years ago or 10 years ago. That's what comes with the territory. Like if I if you had if I had to fear white people lashing out, I would have butterfly affected myself in the womb. <laughs> it's what you go through. You know what I'm saying? That's how you process it. So um I feel like early voter turnout um favors the blue. Yeah. You know, and, and we're gonna see. Uh but you know, I got every reason to be confident, man. Like I believe in I believe in God. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I that's my biggest thing. Like, I really do believe in God. And, you know, I think that we do get put through things. I think we go through things. But I also feel like, come on, God. <laughs> come on, man. I'll say this. if uh, I, Trump, I, I like your jokes. But come on, man. If Trump happens to win, win again, I am will further be further. That'll be further my confirmation that there is no God. <laughs> I got a spot I can go to in Mexico. I'm not going to explain. I got a spot. We can get up out of here, baby. Um, so even though you and I mm-hmm. living our lives do feel like, you know, Trump is bad. Not saying Biden is like this perfect candidate, but that he's better than Trump. All your favorite rappers are out here on the Trump train. Which is crazy. First your man Ice Cube. Now your man Lil Wayne bamboozled now the thing with wayne is a little bit tougher like ice cube if you go back and listen to ice cube's music he's always kind of been what are these crackers gonna do for me you know what i'm saying so him working with trump and thinking trump has a good idea when you know he can actually make the rationale that there's nobody who's done enough for him and people like him okay Lil Wayne, though. So, do you know, like, kind of the source of Lil Wayne's feelings about racism? No, not really. So, a long, long time ago, um, when he was, like, really little Wayne. Like, like we were in high school. Yeah. Okay. A white cop saved his life. Um. And I forget the exact story. I'm not going to like look it up while we're talking. It was either a burning building or a gunshot. Okay. I think it was a burning building. Somebody will correct me. Mm-hmm. But a white cop saved his life. So when somebody got on an interview and asked him about Black Lives Matter, he was like, I can't relate because I'm rich, number one. And then further, it was like a white cop saved me. So how can cops be racist? You know? And that's kind of where his mantra and his ideals of racism come from. And he's been rich his whole life, and he's a child star. Child stars are notorious for being idiots, number one, right? They don't live in the world we live in. True. They didn't go to school. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have the same interpersonal reactions. They were around adults way too early. You know, so so I, Lil Wayne has made some of the very best music I've ever heard. Lil Wayne has no idea how the world works. And I don't feel bad saying that. Like, he doesn't. You didn't go through the things most people went through. Like, you didn't have to deal with people on a level that most people did. The same way Michael Jackson didn't deal with people is the way Lil Wayne didn't deal with people, you know? Um, so, Lil Wayne, who is just in the 2 Chains Moneymaker video, which we oh, love right, yeah. celebrating the HBCUs, is all of a sudden supporting a guy who, based on the regulations he put forward, HBCUs might not get federal funding going forward. Like, do some fucking research. Like, anything. You know, but it goes to show you, you can't name one black academic 
And granted, rappers are great. Rappers make really dope shit. You can't tell me a rapper who you can say his ideals are exactly what I want to live by. Not most deaf, who I love, who's probably the closest. Certainly not to leave Quali. Yeah. Uh, not Wayne. Fifty Cent is rocking with him. Uh, you know, like you, these are not people to look up to in the sense of how the world works. You want to get some money, cool. You want to talk some fly shit, cool. But you know, Jay Z, who made the very best album I've ever heard in reasonable doubt, he been dealing with these crackers on a level I don't like. You know what I'm saying? So there's a reason that Trump hasn't talked to anybody who has is well versed on how the world works um, because he can't win with them. You know, they're going to tell him to get lost. Your man Trump been out here tweeting crazy. Oh, yeah. He been saying uh, voting by mail is fraud and we're not going to count these votes. And it's funny because he votes by mail. Yeah. And uh, what else he say? He said that Biden was uh, a Castro puppet. Like, your man is shook right now. He's doing everything he can to discredit the process. They got him elected to find a way to stay in office. Peanut, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I want it to happen. Buddy, I can't wait. I can't wait until that man loses the election because I'm talking fly shit for the rest of my life. The only thing that sucks is I'm going to be at a game while that stuff happens live, so I'm going to need text nah, messages. You'll be, you'll be home by the time it's done or by the time it's still going. Um, yeah, but, but I mean, I'm telling you, but like, you know, they normally uh, count Texas first. If he wins Texas, it's already over. Nah, like, nah, if nah, Biden nah. wins Texas, like, oh, it's if over. Biden wins Texas. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, no. For but, sure. Because, I mean, you know, you're expecting Trump to win Texas, but if Biden wins Texas, mm-hmm. it's over because it's not going to matter what Ohio and Michigan, all mm-hmm. that crap is. They're not going to matter at that point. Yeah. I mean, Biden will still win them too, but, you know, um, but if Biden wins Texas, like, that mm-hmm. election is already over at that point. This part I'll say. Um, even though, again, I got to live at a certain level where I can't be worried about things I can't control. I would say, you know, don't don't get in no white people's face. Don't get no Trump supporters face telling them what it is. Um, because I wouldn't want anything bad to happen to anybody True. based on this. Um, you know, just just let them hold the L mm-hmm. and make fun of them from a distance. It'd just, be fantastic. Just, just let them cry on Facebook. Facebook's if, gonna if, be a mess. If anything, do what Cameron used to do for Valentine's. <laughs> where Cameron would take a screenshot and he would upload it and he and he would uh he would put a hashtag lonely on Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, it was great. It was or great. single on Valentine's shout Day or something to, like that. Yo, shout out to Cliff Mack, man. My man Cliff Mack, I don't know him like twenty years. Cliff's a year younger than us. Mm-hmm. We grew up in Creekside together. He posted on Facebook. He was like, yo, um, he's like, there's nothing like driving through a Trump neighborhood, ba- uh, banging Wu-Tang in the car. He was like, I'm sad. This is almost over. And somebody was like, how do you know it's a Trump neighborhood? And Cliff was like, all the signs that say Trump. I lost my shit. Cliff been a skinny white dude his whole life. Yeah. I, I fuck with Cliff. Thank you, Cliff Mack. Um, but yeah, y'all be careful out there, man. Don't let these white folks... Uh, get you hemmed up. Don't let these white folks get you out of your element. Now, we got a neighbor across the street. Yo, if Biden wins, I'm taking a picture in front of their house because we got guns. We not we not shook. We can defend ourselves. Mm-hmm. I'm taking a picture in front of their house all in front of the sign, laughing at them. I'm taking a video talking shit. I can't wait. I can't fucking wait. The only thing I'm probably going to do is everybody who's crying, probably take a screenshot with a hashtag, you don't make 400,000 K. Yeah. Or 400K. You you heard that Trump is going to tax you to make more than 400,000K. Nigga, the average, like the median income is like 36,000. Yeah. You niggas are broke. If I woke up and I made 36,000, I'd jump out the window. You niggas are poor. Stop capping. <laughs> Stop fucking capping. That might be the only thing I might actually legit do. Just just take a screenshot of it, upload to my Facebook, and just hashtag doesn't make over 400K. Mm-hmm. All right. I just leave it at that. All right, let's come back and let's talk about Halloween. Spooky season, baby. Spooky dick. The South Congress Podcast. All right, so we're recording this on November the 1st. Um, moving them clocks back was a motherfucker, man. We're old now, so I was like wide awake at like 6 o'clock on some bullshit. 
I did get to watch uh, this documentary we're going to talk about. But um, I think I got about eight. Yeah, it's. It's, it's really been nine, but eight according to iPhone. It updates by itself. So uh, it used to be Peanut when mm-hmm. we was out there in the streets doing what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, that extra hour you fall back, that's an extra hour to drink, baby. Yep. That's an extra hour to get fucked up. Yes, it sir. It was fantastic, right? Yeah. Um, not so much now because you and I were. You know, responsible adults and didn't go nowhere on fucking Halloween. Yep. Can't say the rest for some of y'all. Can't y'all, say the rest for my Instagram story feed. Yep. Snapchat too. Y'all are going to be the reason why we in this forever. Dog. Because of y'all. Now, these things don't correlate. So I want to make sure I say this very, very clearly, okay? Mm-hmm. We are absolutely advocates for the safety of black women advocates for the safety of people in domestic violence issues Mm -hmm. so we got on there and said a lot about meg the stallion and we absolutely would never want anything bad to happen to her Mm -hmm. the other half of the story so i didn't say however because i don't mean however the other half of the story meg hosted a fucking halloween party at the club in atlanta really what the fuck you know what meg the stallion's uh major is what is it public health yeah that TSU education is failing her right now. Meg the Stallion, the City Girls, T.I., Rod Wave, all these people are out here like partying every weekend. Now, I understand that niggas are broke. I get that. So, because I don't think rappers are rich. I've been around too many rappers to think rappers are rich. Yeah. They're living regular ass lives. We've been to a rapper's apartment. Mm-hmm. That nigga was paying less than we were. You know, and that's the game. Yeah. So I don't think just because you got a video on YouTube that does a whole bunch of views, they all of a sudden paying you. If they paid every rapper, people would think the music business was fair. Nobody treats it like it's fair, right? But so from the top down, like these entertainers are out at these clubs. So in turn, motherfuckers we know are out at these clubs. And this was the worst weekend. Yeah. Niggas was at all the bars, all the clubs, no mask taking pictures and videos like we didn't just hit a hundred thousand confirmed new cases in one day like what the fuck Uh, these no good hoods don't care no and no and see here's the thing we talked about no good hoods the last time Mm -hmm. let's talk about these fucking kids these not even the hoods not even the people at the club i was in the fucking pflugerville facebook group and this lady was like hey we need to make it a point not to shame people who choose to trick or treat. Bitch, why? Why should we not shame you? Is shame the thing that will stop you from doing it? Because if it is, I should shame you. You deserve shame. Yeah, there were so many people in my mom's neighborhood that were just, you know, because at first on my mom's street, because I was going to my sister's house. And, you know, I get my truck and I see like maybe like one or two families I'm like, OK, whatever. Like, I guess, you know, y'all have high hopes. Cool for you. The minute I go up the street, turn the corner, and get to the main the main road, mob subdivision, I see like 20 plus families, some masked, some not masked, just trick-or-treating. And I'm thinking like, what the fuck? What in the fuck? Like, and you know, and there's some people out there that... Well, it, it's it's safe for this year because, um, you know, uh, we're, we're putting candy in bags, and so they just go up and grab one. Well, what if you have one person that just kind of touches all of them? Or, you know, if they touch that table, that table can't get contaminated? Yes, it can. Like, it's that simple. Yes. It's that fucking simple. Like, I, I mean, my, um, yeah, like my, my sister, they, they put out a table in the front yard and just had like bags of candy, and I guess like when they were gone, or when it when it was done, then you know we brought in the table, and they had like hand sanitizer out there too for it. But I'm, I'm just kind of thinking like, why are we entertaining this? Why why are we, like I I, I get it, I, I I get it. People want to feel normal, but this is not normal right now. We have a virus that's getting old people, young people, pre-existing condition people like out of here, or making their lives very terrible, and you know. We got, we got, we got to make sacrifices. You know, you and I, we haven't been to brunch since like March. Seven months. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't been. And the big thing, 
we got to make sacrifices. Like, this is not us saying that yeah. only Republicans are out during COVID. They have the stupidest rationale, yeah. which is we can't live in fear. Like, what the fuck do you mean you can't live in fear? I bet you're not afraid of getting your head cut off with a chainsaw. I bet if somebody walks in the motherfucking spot with a chainsaw, you're going to be scared. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not something that you deal with every day, but if the shit shows up, it's going to fuck you up. Yeah. Like. And then my old thing is like, people are like, if we can do stuff like, uh, you know, if we can go to the store, these kids can trick or treat. I'm like, trick or treating is essential. Eating, eating candy has, uh, getting candy what's, essential. What's the difference between the grocery store and the club? <laughs> I need food. Yeah. You don't need bitches. Like, you might not have them. You don't need them. And food you can do curbside now, H-E-B, curbside pickup. It's selfish. Grocery stores are delivering. And, and I, I tell you, like a friend of mine was like, you know, let's, uh, it was like last week. Hey, yo, come to brunch with me. And I was like, nah, you know, I can't do that. Like, she was like, nah, but you can. You got to get over it. And I'm like, no, it's, you, no, there's no getting over it. No. You can't just d- wake up one day and decide that the shit not going to bother you. Not with all these morons out here in Austin. Like, no. Like, yeah. All these if, educated yo, and, and uneducated morons out if here. If I went out, or if I saw on Instagram that mm-hmm. everybody was out with a mask on and mad hand sanitizer and distancing, maybe I would feel different. I don't think I and, would, and but maybe I would. And actually sitting down at tables like no, you're supposed to No, you treating the club like you always treated the club. Yeah. There's nothing different happening mm-hmm. whatsoever. And that's the thing. And, you know, and that's the thing. I don't, I don't really feel sorry for these bars. Especially, oh no 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 no, not at yeah. all, not at all. I don't feel sorry for them mm-hmm. because my thing is, you know, and a lot of well, we we can't operate, we can't. If you do really this. needed to survive, you're not taking the the distancing practices anyway. Like I, I've seen it on, on my snaps, I seen it on Instagram, exactly. Pe- that and you know the the rule is bars can open in Texas, but everybody has to be you have to be sitting down. You cannot be standing at the bar ordering a drink. Like basically, your bartenders, um, you know, some of them got turned to waitresses or waiters or whatever, you know. Now, basically, it turns into cheers is, yeah. is what all the bars turn into. Like, you know, you have basically you got you got to get that Carla Tortelli out there. Yeah. You know, but they're not doing that. They're treating it like it's every other thing. And then they're getting hit with fines or they're getting, you know, they're getting a TABC or whatever is a uh, pulling mm-hmm. their liquor license. And then they're oh, it's the go- no, you didn't have a sanitary place before COVID. What the hell makes you think? Okay. Well, I'm sorry. What the hell makes me think that you're now going to practice sanitary, uh, pra- you know, practice sanitary conditions in your bar? You're not. And you know, it, it, it sucks. Like you know, like Cooter Browns. It sucks. They got, they got uh, shut down. But you're trying to tell me like, like they're like, we didn't have the means to put a kitchen. Bullshit. Nah. Bullshit. You didn't want to put a, a grill in your uh, in the bag. You could uh, if, if some of these hole in the wall places were able to put grills in there. You know, little kitchenette grills or whatever. You know, to serve food or whatever to operate, they obviously could have too. They they had money. They got money. They're just looking for scapegoats. I don't feel sorry for them. Not one bit for any of these bars. Not one bit. Do we got to cut the cap? Do we need to cut the cap? Mm-hmm. A lot of places decided that because they could be open, they would run it like the Wild West, like they always did, and yeah. never get caught up. Exactly. And here we are. Yes. And that's the thing, like cases are popping up again and, and, you know, people, you're picking on the bars because they're not practicing the social distancing. They're not doing what you're supposed to do. At least the grocery store, they've been doing it. The schools are doing it. Like all these other places are doing it. Restaurants, hell, I I, I went to, uh, I went today to go pick up an order to go uh, for my mom before I came up here. I went to Lupita's out in San Antonio. That place has been there since like the 70s or so. Okay. You go in there, the register has plexiglass. You know, all around it, the uh, the tables are marked with numbers, and there's a sign like, you know, we're not seating you unless everybody's here, mm-hmm. and, you know, you have pretty much 90 minutes to eat and do your thing, get up and get out, like, you know, to be considerate, we're only going to, you know, basically everybody's on a 90-minute timer, you know, because that's the kind of place you can literally just kind of get caught up and just sit there and chill and bullshit for a while, but they're like, hey, 90 minutes, get up and get out, and when people leave, they're, they're cleaning it down and wiping it down. You're telling me like a hole-in-the-wall Mexican restaurant that... Up until some years ago, was selling a two ninety five enchilada plate. Damn. Has more money than than a, than a bar like Who Browns. You really? 
Niggas not living right, dog. No. And not only were they not living right, they chose to continue to not live right yeah. when the opportunity presented itself for you to actually win. I can't feel for you, man. Yeah, I, Any uh, bar, at least in Austin, that I've seen on Instagram, any bar that gets closed down permanently, I can't feel for you. No. Because they gave you the guidelines on how to rock, and you decided you didn't need to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, you already had to be closed for weeks on end. And I then for the workers. you come absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. For the it's management they, that yeah, we're talking about. Management and ownership. Management. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, 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 for sure. Not the workers. Like, it's not. And it, this is the thing. It's not our responsibility to care about the workers, even though we do. Mm-hmm. It's ownership and management's responsibility yeah. to make sure people get paid. So yeah, um, Halloween was nasty. Niggas were nasty out here. People we know were nasty, and you know who the fuck you are. Yeah. Um. You should feel shame. Which is like, why we're not giving y'all invites to come over for a while. You should feel shame. Yep. In your heart mm-hmm. for how you living. Um, and if not, you're the reason why we're stuck in this still. We can't go outside because you keep going outside. Mm-hmm. Y'all keep acting like some thotties. Y'all get some idiots and stuff. Y'all act like, like we're not in the goddamn pandemic. In the interest of time, um, we'll come back for one more segment. Uh, but we're going to talk about... Content creation mm-hmm. and wrestling Twitter. Yes. It's always fun. The South Congress Podcast. All right. So the last thing we're going to talk about, um, really quick, really quick. You want to talk about wrestling otaku really quick? Sure. We can talk about that incel. Yo, so he posted his latest never pull out corner. Um, and I won't even put like the wrestler's name out there. But basically, I did like a reaction video on Twitter. He ain't never got no coochie. You can just tell. He was like, yo, so if like I met her and we were talking and she said hi to me and I said hi back to her and then she smiled and then I smiled and then she said, it's okay that I live with my mom and I have three t-shirts and then I touched her on the elbow a little bit but it was consensual Um, and then um, you know, she told me that she don't even like people having edge ups. Would I tap that ass? Yes, I tap that ass. You know how you know somebody who's never tapped no ass? Hmm. If they use the phrase tap that ass. Yeah. I know we from the South, so we talk a specific way. I've never heard nobody who gets none talk about tapping no ass. What are you tapping it for? Tap tap a You grip that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you eat tap? He, tap water. He never got no coochie. Oh, no. Ever, 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 ever. And he keeps confirming it. And it's just like. You need to you need to record it with your better camera uh, on your phone. Uh, again, I want to make the video. Why wrestling otaku sucks. Yeah. And but okay. watch him get upset. Uh, enough about that, man. Um, mm-hmm. So. This thing started five years ago. Yeah. Um. And I've talked about this on the show before, but basically this was an extension of the South Congress blog. Uh, Physically, I couldn't do the blog anymore. It was like I didn't have like any health problems, but the thing with Mike Brown happened. I couldn't sit down long enough to type without my hands shaking and how upset I was. And so it turned into this. Um. I was already doing the East Coast cast with Trav. Um, so we were already doing the podcast thing. I think that we talked about the factors with the Twitter. How it's, are you funny? Are you interesting? Do people find you attractive? Mm-hmm. That's at least my formula for why the thing took off the way it did, right? Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I am cool with like wrestlers. And they do like reach out to me to talk about stuff. Outside of the regular timeline, you know, I'm cool with the content creators um, and it's really hard work and attrition, man. Like we had to put together a lot of work. You and I had to do a lot um, with these shows. We had to do graphics. Uh, we had to do interviews. Uh, we had to make videos like we had to do a whole bunch to get to where we are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, we did like have to be, you know, 
probably down with the torch, at least for some of what we did. I don't I don't think there's as much crossover with me working for PW Torch as it is the other stuff that we do. Like I don't think a lot of people look to that and all of a sudden like follow and talk. But that that's a great thing to be a part of. Like I love being under that umbrella. But yeah, like I had to build me. I had to put together who I was to make that thing work. So um a kid I'm cool with uh, basically tweeted out that there's like a cool kids table at wrestling Twitter. And basically the reasons like that wasn't a great thing. And you read the tweets too. I showed them to you. Yeah. Why that wasn't great and how he felt slighted for different reasons and how he feels like what he does deserves more attention. Uh, my other young homie was like, yo, I don't understand why my name comes up in this, but what you should be doing is you should be working hard. You should be getting your craft up. And I was like, I had to ride with that. And what's funny is I showed you the tweets before I showed you the video. Mm -hmm. And what you said as soon as you saw the tweets was the same thing that was talked about in the video. Mm -hmm. So like... And again, like I'm not, I'm not going to put names out there, but the guy who had the problem, like that's my man. He's reached out to me to have conversations. He's even talked about like some animosity or miscommunication he had with the dude who made the video in response, right? Um, and I've talked to him and been like, "Yo, like you know, you should, you should reach out to him directly." Um. So I'm trying to make sense of it all, right? You have been clear in saying that, like. You find the whole wrestling Twitter thing weird. Yes. A um, bunch of weirdos. And you're not wrong. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because it's not like an organized thing. It's it's kind of a, a, a patchwork of different people with different tastes that the thing they have in common is wrestling. It's right? literally like to me, it's literally like the people that. It's a combination of people that were either really popular in high school or always got picked on in high school. <laughs> and then life, life happen you know life goes on uh-huh. and you realize out of high school hey you're not as cool as you thought you were or you are this big of a loser mm-hmm. and you just kind of meet in the middle about wrestling i like meeting in the middle um i'm not going to dispute what you said because mm-hmm. it's not this isn't like a thing to argue about right yeah <sighs> my biggest thing is like man peanut i've been at this for six years yeah you know and there was a time when if 40 people listened to one of our shows in a week, I was like, yeah, that's doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if 100 people don't listen to it in a day, I'm wondering what we did wrong. That's not that's arrogance. That's persistence. That's persistence, it's consistency, it's working on your craft, it's finding out what works. You know, like that's what we've done. Um, As far as even wrestling Twitter, like I had to, and I I haven't even been secret about this, like Trav and I did the show for, it's the 10 year anniversary just passed. I've been a part of it for five years. I had to be frustrated with how things were going with me and him just because we had different ideas about how the show should go. I had to get so frustrated that I reached out to Wade and made my own thing. I had to do that for months. I had to teach myself how to make graphics in Photoshop because I didn't know where I fit in, in the torch hierarchy and I couldn't spend money on a guy to do graphics for our show. Like, all my life I had to fight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. none of this came easy. Yeah. And one thing I never, ever, ever did, I never reached out to somebody else or came at somebody else about why they were doing better than me. There's absolutely things in this world that are unfair. Yeah. Like, this ain't you going for a job and you're more qualified than a person and them getting the job over you. This ain't that. 
know what I'm saying? Wrestling Twitter and content creation in general is a space that's the fucking Wild West. Like, if your stuff hits, it's going to hit. If it if blocks, it hits, it it's going to hit. Yeah. And there's not a limit to how many people can do podcasts. There's not a limit to how many people can do merch. There's not a limit to how many people can do videos. If it's good, somebody's going to buy it. Like, are people deciding between buying one shirt and another? Sure. They absolutely are. But if your shit is hot, it's getting bought the next time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and like, I'll say this too, because I want to be really fair with what I'm, what I'm saying. I consider content creators to be artists. I really do. Nobody is more sensitive than an artist. We have, you've seen me, man. You've seen me sit in that office till 11 p.m. making something. And you've seen me get pissed off the first time somebody said something about not liking it. Because you are putting your heart and soul into this. Mm -hmm. And I understand that. But what I never do is say, oh, you don't like my shit, but you like his shit. That ain't my business. Because the... Different strokes for different folks. Does popularity come into play with likes and retweets and follows? Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Does popularity come into play when it's time to put your money down? Yes and no. Thank you for saying yes and no, because I say mostly no. I do think people spend money on bullshit, Mm -hmm. but I also think that if your stuff is good, your shit's going to hit because it's good. And, and I get that there's fluctuation there. Yeah. I really do understand that. But, you know, we ain't sold a bad piece of merch yet. They buy it because it's good. Wait, what bad merch? We said, oh, chill out. Yeah, that was horrible. Well, the other thing about that is mm-hmm. it didn't sell as well as everything else. Yeah, no so, shit. So, yeah. So no not that we haven't, so it didn't, it didn't. So, but that yeah, is, no shit. here's the thing though. I absolutely like that artist's work. I think that artists didn't do the job that I would have liked them to do interpreting us. I'm glad Zelly's a tax write-off. <laughs> but that does happen. But outside of us is what I'm saying. Like WWE makes a lot of bad merch that don't sell. And we know kids who make merch that's based off WWE characters or lore or history mm-hmm. that fucking sells because it's good. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, if the multi-million dollar company is making bullshit and these kids out here are making really, really good shit, that's what's going to sell. The cream is going to rise. Nobody is gatekeeping you. Nobody's not showing you the love that you deserve. You just got to keep working. And I'm not a bootstraps person, but in this space where there are literally no rules, when there's nothing to prevent you from making it other than the quality of your work, you got to work. You got to fucking work. It's just one of those things like just because you create something doesn't mean that everybody has to like it. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that your friends have to buy it or, you know, it, it has to be put on this pedestal. No. Yeah. If your stuff's good. People are gonna buy it. Yeah, I, I bought stuff from people that I have no, I don't know who the hell they are, but I liked what you it saw was. The vision. Yeah, you I like, saw the vision. Yeah, I was like, hey, this tight. is cool. Yeah, I was like, you know, I, I thought it was tight as hell. Yeah, I'm gonna buy it. Screw it because you know I like it that much that I'll buy it. But if, again, if your stuff ain't selling, that's because majority of the people they don't like your shit. And it's like you said, you just gotta work harder. You just gotta you gotta really work on your craft. And if you don't want to put in that effort and time. Go work at Home Depot. Go go back to your nine to five. Uh, stay away from the content creating. Don't don't kill your base. And all the same time, don't kill yourself over this stuff. That's the biggest part. It, it's not that serious. At the end of the day, guys. we all got real lives. Mm-hmm. Like as much as I love this thing that we do, as much as I enjoy making a graphic, selling a T shirt, doing an interview. If all this stopped tomorrow, like it don't change my life so much. Like same here. That has that stuff afforded me some cool opportunities. Sure, it don't pay my bills. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, like, like we really got to wake up and go to work, and and that's just the nature of it. So, like, don't let this shit get you hung up 
um, if you really believe in the art that you make, you really believe in the content that you create, keep creating it. Yeah. If it's good, it'll work. All right. Um, anything else you want to say before we get out of here, man? No, not really. Just, um, you know, guys, if, if you haven't voted, get out and vote. Um, you know, just also to say, just be very careful on the results on Tuesday. If they happen, what things going to happen? Don't agitate nobody. You know, celebrate in your household. Celebrate, you know, with your loved ones in your household. Um, if you want to, if you want to talk that shit on Facebook, cool. Okay. Um, if anybody, you know, if they start popping shit at you, just block them. Just block them and leave it at that. You, you don't. It, it, at the end of the day, guys, no, no matter. No, I don't want to say that. I like, uh, I like know, when you pull I'll back. Say, yeah. I'll say this. I'll say this. Even though this certain base doesn't really listen to us. Okay. But, hey, should Biden win, guys, you're still going to have a job. You're still going to have a paycheck. Y'all don't make 400 k in a year, so taxes are not going to You just can't you. be as openly racist. Yeah. Sorry. That's it. Yeah. And, you know, and if you wonder why some people that look like camera myself – we don't rock with you anymore. You did it to yourself, buddy. Yeah. That's you. Yep. That's how you chose to live your life. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's the South Congress Podcast, episode 122. My name is Cameron. And I'm Tristan. And we're out. Bye, y'all. Want to support the show? Want a specific topic, comic, show, or movie discuss? Supporting the South Congress Podcast on Patreon allows you to dictate the conversation. Visit patreon.com slash Seahawk for details on how you can support and guide the show.